Welcome to the Unperturbed Podcast with your host, Dr. Rhonda Alexander. In this forum, we're going to take a look at the secrets closely held by strong Black women. It is my goal to help us all heal from the things we often hide. Join me as we take a journey to healing, wholeness, and happiness and a state of mind that I call unperturbed. Hey, hey, everybody. Once again, it's your girl, Dr. Rhonda back for another episode of Unperturbed, the podcast. Listen, I just want to thank you so much for hanging in here with me and joining me for yet another episode. I really hope that you're finding the content here helpful. I just have been thinking so much about this podcast and and why I felt like it was important to broach this subject matter. I've been thinking a lot about where this concept of being strong came from. What is this thing of you know, called the strong black woman and, and why, even though it's a compliment from many people and it is true. I mean, don't get me wrong. Seriously. You, it is a thing. You are strong. Let's not get it twisted. But where did this, where did the loaded part come from? When did that compliment become a weight? When did it become a mask to hide behind. And I think in all of our recognition of strong Black women throughout the ages of history, we look at Black women as those who have been able to persevere, to overcome hardship, significant hardship, being enslaved, raising children that that were the product of rape, being physically, emotionally, mentally abused repeatedly for centuries. There's a strength that is indeed built, a resilience that is built. And we as little girls watch those women be strong in the face of adversity. And we watch those women over time endure pain and not let it show to endure frustration and never let on, to be devastated, to be hurting, to be overwhelmed, to be afraid, but not able to let it show. And when we show up to our families and we show up to our friends, we've got this strong thing going on. And what they don't realize is, and I guess what we don't realize is, we're creating this model, this role model for our descendants. We, in this current age, have watched our mothers, our grandmothers, great-grandmothers maybe even, and we've studied women in our ancestry, and we have picked up their traits, right? If your mom was single, um, if your mom endured abuse, if your mom, whatever she meant to you, grandmother, whatever she meant to you, whatever you saw her do, if you saw her show up, despite adversity, despite hardship, and not let the world know that's what was happening. We take that on and say, that's how you're strong. I can't let them see me cry because if they do, they'll say I'm weak. They'll take advantage of me. And so we grow up transferring this facade that hides trauma, that hides fear, that hides insecurity, that hides need, right? We don't even admit, I need help. I need love. 
I need rest. We hide all of that behind the auspice of being strong. And I didn't realize how impactful this was until very recently when I was talking with my daughter. She was dealing with a health issue and not really letting me on to what was going on with her. And a friend of mine said to me, talk to her about anxiety. And so I did. I went back and I talked to her and I asked her very specific questions about how she was feeling and why. And I learned in that conversation that she felt that she could not show that she was afraid or that she couldn't uh, show that she was failing. She, She felt afraid to fail because she had watched me. And she felt like, because she's always seen me overcome and be strong and to win, that there was no space for failure in her life, that there was no space to say, mommy, I don't know how. She constantly felt that she had to have all the answers because mom had all the answers. And I didn't realize that by shielding my daughter from my experiences, my fears, um, some of my insecurities, I've, I've learned to kind of let her in now, but by shielding her from some of those things as she was very young and in her most formative years, I was doing her a disservice. I thought I was teaching her the value of education, the value of blazing your own trail, the value of being your own woman and overcoming adversity, you know, as a single mom, as a business owner, as a person who'd been told no more times than I can imagine, as somebody who is, you know, struggles with anxiety and rejection and abandonment and fear. I had been showing her, you hide that and you show up and none of that matters. And she never saw my efforts to deal with those issues, to confront them, to talk about them. And so in her mind, it meant I cannot show weakness. Mom doesn't show weakness and neither can I. And so I started thinking after we had that conversation, how many of us have watched other women be strong and think that's what it means. I cannot say I need support. I need love. I need rest. I need a break because then that means we're weak. That puts a chink in the armor that we built around ourselves that keeps us portraying this strong black woman facade. It's not only toxic to us, it's toxic to our children. We don't teach them how to properly deal with adversity. Yes, you have to go through. Yes, you have to keep going. Hard times will come. Everything won't fall into place automatically for you. But when you are hurt, it's okay to say, I'm hurting. When you need to be weak, it's okay to be weak around those who you deem it safe to be weak with. And I think part of our problem is, I think, as as strong Black women, I think too many of us don't have those safe spaces. Let's just be real, right? Even though we may have good girlfriend circles Quite often we find ourselves even performing for them as well because they start to get this idea of who we are or who they perceive us to be. And to some extent, we either like that and don't want to contradict that. We don't want to make them think, oh, she's not what I thought she was. Or 
we don't believe they can handle that and keep that secret and keep that pain and and weakness private between friends. And so a lot of times we, we carry it, not just because we don't want to share, but often I think we are missing those forums in which to share. A big part of my journey um, recently in, in understanding this toxic side of being a strong Black woman has really been to seek out safe spaces. We've got to have places where we can fall apart, right? Where is it safe for you to fall apart? If you can't do it in front of your spouse because they're going to throw it back at you later or because you perceive they don't care, it's not a safe space, right? If you can't share it with your good girlfriend because she's going to gossip about you or, or subtweet you or talk about you on social media or abandon you, that's not a safe place. And if you don't have a close family circle um, where you can share how you're feeling without that getting making its way around the family circuit, It's not a safe space. So what do we have? We grow up feeling like there is no safe space. And while I can say to you, well, go out and get a therapist. That's a safe space. For some of us, even that is hard. When you grow up feeling like, or when you've lived your life feeling as though no one cares about your problems or your issues, that why should I have to pay someone (laughs) to care or to listen to me? Why should I have to pay for this safe space when there are people around me that I've poured into, that I've supported, that I've been a friend to, who should just be able to be this safe space? And what comes along with that feeling? Resentment, anger, bitterness, that I am friendly to you. I am helpful and loving and supportive. And I would give you the world such as I have but I can't come to you for the same thing. And I think really that we live with that kind of simmering. I think in a previous podcast, I mentioned kind of this underlying annoyance, this underlying feeling of maybe this underlying bitterness that as my friend, so-called, right? You're, you're very capable of receiving the best parts of me, accepting the best parts of me, using and benefiting from the best parts of me, but the parts that aren't so pretty, where I need your help and where I need your love and support, I can't come to you. And so what do we do? We have these little mental boxes and we put our trauma, our pains, our experiences in these little boxes and we file them away and we pretend it's not hurting us. When in reality, it's killing us. Being this strong black woman after a while is so weighty. It's so weighty. And you start to get to a point where you're like, please don't call me that. I don't want to be strong. I just want to be healthy. I just want to be acknowledged for my strengths. And I want to be supported in the areas where I need development and where I need strength. I think that far too many of us, we ascribe to the strong black woman moniker. We are really good at putting out that depiction, but I don't think we really stop to think about the ramifications. I don't think we really consider what hiding the things that we should be healing are actually doing to our psyche and what it's actually doing to the future generations of black women. So I want to suggest that 
continue being a strong black woman. Let me just say that. You are dope. I try to say that in every episode. Um, that you really are dope. You really are worthy. But it's time for us to start looking behind that mask and saying, what am I hiding and why? Am I feeling insecure about the connections that I've made? Are there no people to whom I can go to be the real me? Where are my safe spaces? If you don't have a safe space, I want you to start seeking one out, even if that means therapy. And let me just be clear about this. Seeking therapy in itself is not necessarily easy. For many of us, it means finding a stranger we can trust well enough to share our innermost secrets. That's like finding a new best friend. Not every therapist is for you. Not every therapist knows how to handle what you need to share. And so sometimes you do go through searching for a therapist. You may work with one for 90 days and determine we're just not a good fit. You don't get me. That's okay. The search must continue for your safe space. Creating safe spaces to be the real you and to start being authentic with yourself first. It begins with the realization that you need healing and that you've been hiding things that you really need healing from. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Your strength does not lie in your ability to hide the areas where you struggle, to hide your weaknesses and to perform despite your pain and your trauma. That's not really where your strength comes from. Your strength actually comes from your ability to take on challenges, traumas, hurts, pain, heal from them and come back stronger, come back better, come back whole and more effective. That's the strength. And I think we, we have misinterpreted hiding as healing. As long as I can hide it well, Nobody knows I need healing from it, or I can pretend I don't need healing from it. And I want to tell you, you do. There are issues, there are things that we have experienced in our lives that we, we think we're hiding, but they're really haunting us because we won't heal from them. And I'm going to talk about some of those in future episodes. And y'all, listen, if you pray, pray for your girl, because I want us to talk about those things that have happened to us that we've boxed up and hidden and we're pretending are gone, and they're not. At some point, those things are going to come back, and we're going to have to deal with them. And hopefully, by talking about them, we'll heal from them together. So once again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode and joining me on this journey. I just appreciate your support so much. If you have questions, you can always reach me by emailing me at Rhonda at thedrrhonda.com on my website at thedrrhonda.com and on just about every platform socially at thedrrhonda. As always, it's a pleasure chatting with you and I hope that this has been helpful to you. If it has, join me again for another episode. Until then, it's your girl, Dr. Rhonda. Be well. So I want to take a quick second to thank our first sponsor, Poddex at poddex.com. They are the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, engaging discussions for your live streams, and even social media content ideas. With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards, pick one at random, 
hit the record button and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while you're at it, and get your viral moment, all with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use my code C4C. Try Poddex today.